Welcome gamers to this week's episode of Last Call Gaming. We're in episode number 124. Today is February 3rd. My name is Craig Prowse and joining me after a long week in Vegas, Manja Montemay. Tired as ever. Tired as ever? I'm super no grateful good rest? that I have nothing coming up because I'm tired of traveling. Dude, it's overrated. It's for the birds, they say. But um, before we dive into what we're going to be talking about, guys, if you're following us on YouTube, make sure you guys like comment share subscribe and as always i don't think we we mentioned at the end but leave a question down below for us if you guys want to ask us something on the youtube comment section if you guys are interested in following any of our social media our link tree link is in the description and that'll take it all the platforms we are on and if you guys are listening to the audio only version of this podcast try checking out anchor first that is the home up for us and that will redirect you to a lot of other ones so we like to drink beers around here, and this week was my week to grab one. And I think we may have a first for this one, Andrew. I picked out the uh, Mango Wheat by State 48 Brewery, which is here in Arizona. It sits at a 5%. It is a wheat beer, American Pale. Now, usually they have a score on them. I, I use Beer Advocate. We rank them. Usually, most of these are in the highs. We don't really see too many that aren't. This one's non-available, and because its status is retired. So... I don't know if we've ever had a retired beer on the show, but if we do, salutes out to you. I grabbed it because the can looked interesting, and we like mango wheat. One of our favorite beers is a mango wheat. We cracked it open. We drank a little bit of it. There's no notes on it, so there's nothing to like reference from any type of uh, connoisseur, but I don't know. It's mango-y. It's weedy. I know you said it's uh, maybe a little too mango-y, a little too weedy. I like it, and I think it is really good. I think I just like mango cart better. I don't know if maybe it's just blended better or... Maybe I'm just so used to drinking mango carts because mm-hmm. those are our go-to. Even, yeah, even when we went to Vegas, they have them up there in the tall cans. They're on draft everywhere, so I'm just so used to drinking that when I'm trying to get away from like a good beer taste. That no, it's it's really good. Yeah, it's hard to describe anything more on a mango wheat beer. Like we like them a lot, and this one is really good. Like I said, the cans what caught my eye. It is weird that it's retired. I kind of want to do research now and see why. But I, after a long weekend of drinking for like days and days. I was like, okay, mango wheat we both enjoy. Five percent's nothing that's gonna kill us, so we figured we'd. I, I figured we'd grab this one, and we were supposed to record earlier in the week, but you know, shit happens, and we. It's today's the day we're doing it, but I don't know. Good, good, cool, calm, collective beer. I'm glad. I literally almost texted you too. I was gonna say like, either don't want to drink or don't grab anything that's not flavorful. I don't want to drink like a normal tasting fucking hey, beer. Send this them, week. send those to me, cause uh, I know Andrew's got a surprise next week. We'll I forgot. Time, I didn't think about it. But uh, that is our beer for the week, guys. If you're drinking along with us, um, you know, pick something that you're comfortable with. And if you guys are interested in leaving us a suggestion here in Arizona, leave it down in the comments below, and we will find it and we will drink it on the show. So before we get into our main topics, guys, we're going to do what are you up to, what Andrew and I talk about, what we've been watching, what we've been playing, and what we have been up to. So I'll start it off this week. What have you been up to? And kind of comfortably lead you into it. So as far as watching, we're going to skip that for now because that is our main topic of choice but as far as what i've been playing i've been playing um horizon forbidden west that game just came out on february 18th uh published by sony interactive entertainment and developed by guerrilla games exclusive to the playstation format this is the follow-up to 2017's um, horizon zero dawn now at first uh i was like okay this game's this game's all right. It, it's got an extremely slow beginning. And in the very beginning, it didn't seem like it was offering much more than the new one. It didn't seem like it was inno- not innovating. It wasn't adding anything that was like, okay, cool. This is the next one. And even when Andrew was over here watching me play, I was still pretty early on in the game. Because Andrew was like, well, where are you at? And when you look at the map, 
when I finally showed them, the map's huge. There's a lot of places you can go. It's supposed to travel through like Utah, California, and Nevada. And I was barely through any of it. But the more I've explored into this, once you actually get into the open world and get more involved in the story, it's beautiful to look at. I mean, even on my, my probably the worst TV that I have, it's still a gorgeous looking game and the story gets way more sci-fi. So I'm not going to get in any um, spoilers, but... And if you haven't played 2017, I'm sorry, because this is this is the story of number two. You're essentially still trying to rebuild Gaia, which is this program that's supposed to like re-terraform Earth because it's now like this, you know, apocalyptic world. And I'm at the point, if you've been playing the game, where I've gone after two of the three programs that you're supposed to bring back for Gaia to kind of re um repurpose yourself with and i've met beta so if you guys know those terms and words that's where i'm at and i gotta say since the beginning i'm way more impressed with this game like this is a great game for sony to put out not only is like the flora and the fauna amazingly beautiful to look at you can tell that this is what they've been putting their five years into this game like it it's you know it's time and effort is well spent but the combat is awesome and it kind of picks up right where it left off you still got to keep adding these traps if that's the way you want to play you still got to focus on your melee and combat if that's more of the style or the range if that's the way you want to play it but when you're trying to give, gather these items to collect and build stuff and craft things like it's so satisfying like shooting a bow and hitting like one of these dinosaur robotic dinosaurs and like seeing a chunk of it go flying off so it, the game's awesome and it is um a really really big game if you're interested in anything that reminds you of like far craft or anything like far craft uh far, far cry, cry or anything like that this game's got a lot to do and i'm i've been doing side quests and i'm mainly sticking to the story though but even the side quests all feel like they fit into the game and by that i mean it's not just the sake of hey Go grab this, bring this to him, and put this over here, and bring it like a fetch quest as of normal. Like, it actually has to do with the town you're in. If the town's struggling with something, it wants something done that will benefit them. And when you come back, you can see in all the, you know, the NPCs' reactions and things like that. And not only, they're getting a lot of praise too, is the facial expressions are like extremely, like they emote. Like, they actually smile and talk back to you they're not just like a blank stare like fallout or something like that so hey how are you yeah hey what's going on so it's got a lot of life in this game and i would say definitely check it out unfortunately this game is being overshadowed by something i know that andrew wants to talk about because i did want to point out the elden ring is out as well if you're looking for a big open world game but when 2017's came out horizon even though i mean it's exclusive to playstation so if you had it that's what you were playing but it was kind of shadowed by uh, breath of the wild because it came yeah. out the same year but another big open world game so timing wise horizon seems to kind of go against because it's a great game in its own but it seems to be going up against guys that just know how to handle it a little bit better which shakes nothing away from horizon as of right now tons of good games coming out this year i've got a feeling this will be if it's not on my top five it'll be on the chopping block you know what i mean it'll be one of the games where i'm deciding where to put it so I'm actually loving it. If you guys are interested in or you have a PS5, I do got to say, if you've got a PS5 and you want to buy it, you don't have to buy the $70 version because I wasn't sure how to do it because on the digital storefront, you can't buy the PlayStation version. You have to you, do it from like the app Yeah, or something, so you can you? do it from the app. So if you have the PlayStation app, buy it there for 60 and then do the free upgrade. Buy the PS4 version at 60 Get the free upgrade to the PS5. No and sense. Do it. Yeah, the only difference is... When you bought it, the PS4 on the app, it wouldn't start downloading to be ready. So if you were trying to get it day one, the only buying the $70 version is what had it loaded to your PS5 ready to go. So I don't know. I, I loved it. I've seen people talk nothing but praise about it, but it seems like there's a couple small... The same way, like, you find gripes in, like, every game. Like, 
when I played Assassin's Creed, when they're like, Malaka, Mistyos, Malaka, I heard she says, like, stash, like, 40,000 times in this thing. I think they even just released, like, a patch today, so that way she says the word stash a yeah, little less. It's a constant thing where she's just going... And, and the other thing, I love, um, I love uh, Ashley Birch is, I believe, the voice actress for it. I love her, but, like, Aloy's voice is so... Like, she's always tired and exhausted, and I've got to go over there now. So she's constantly going... I can't, I don't know room for this. I've got to put it in my stash. So it's like, I don't need to know any of this. So I'm good. I think you were talking about the thing. I'm like, okay, good. If you can get rid of that, let's get rid of the, the memes of the Red Dead Redemption 2s and the boys. Like, if you can get rid of that, then then good. I've seen that, and then I've seen some other thing where someone's, like, standing inside, and there's no wind or anything, but her hair's just still, like, noodling about and stuff. I'm like, God, that look, that would be so distracting. Her hair is the, I mean, because this is a signature look for her. You can't get rid of it. She's the fire of hair child of blah, blah, blah. Her, her hair is, is monstrous. It's literally, it's cutting through shoulders. She'll jump and whip around when she's on a ladder, and it's going through her head. I don't know how that's the one thing we haven't gotten right yet his hair but it's it's the worst thing it's consistently just moving uh through her so uh let, let me not forget about i uh, still doing first and then we'll talk uh then we'll talk the event so as far as what i've been doing then i've been traveling a lot i actually went to phoenix like i told you guys before went and saw um under oath with spirit box bad omens and straight from the path had a great time he hated it turned around came back um as far as anything i've been playing I actually finished Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy because I had sat on that for like ever. But then I also sat down and beat Record of Lodos War, Deedlet in Wonder Labyrinth. Now, it's a stupid name, and I thought it was going to be lame. The only thing that really pulled me into this game is that the art style and the gameplay are literally like Castlevania Symphony of the Night. And if you just swap out vampires for elves and stuff like that... It flows with it. It was actually really, really good. I absolutely love this game just because it has that Symphony of the Night gameplay style. Like, it felt really good. Traversing was really fun. It's a really good Metroidvania that you can beat in, like, five hours. And that's something I like even more, too, is that I kind of wish I knew the backstory to... Because uh, this is part of, like, a bigger series, so I wish I knew a little bit more. Maybe I'd care, like, a little bit more. But if you were to build something, I don't know why people don't make more little bite-sized things like this that, like, respect someone's time. And, you know, I could just have fun and go with it. But the other big thing, I streamed it for a little bit the other day, was Elden Ring. Unfortunately, the other day, I had to get off because I had an emergency with someone else. And then um, I've been trying to move it over to the YouTube to stream, but... Every day, it just seems like there was a different problem, different problem, different problem. I've actually got everything up and going now. The only thing I was missing was an audio cable that I actually just got last night. So that way, I can stream it straight to there. So you should see me on this weekend. And I'm absolutely loving it. The first day, I'm actually glad I didn't stream it because when I jumped on... And you can see it in the stream too. I already had two preset save people. I spent an hour making how my character looks just because... No, I normally when I play these kinds of games, I go with a girl. But when you choose a girl in this, for some reason in this game, normally when you choose a girl, she's fine. You just change a couple features and you're good to go. In this one, every chick starts off with a jaw that would rival that of fucking Mickey Kaline Mark from Hey Arnold. <laughs> like Hey Arnold. And so I had to look up a YouTube video and I made two out of people that spent however long trying to figure this out to make it actually look like a normal attractive woman and I'm not saying by any means that it's got to be like a supermodel or something but I don't want to look like the crimson chin while I'm fucking playing <laughs> or clap so, the boy chin wonder and so I made two different ones and so then I actually started playing and I'm absolutely loving it i'm still kind of fumbling around with the controllers a little bit just because i'm so used to like dark souls and how dark souls plays but this game so far it's 
it's absolutely great. It's so fucking big. And I think that's one of the crazier things is it's one of those things where if you look and you see something in the distance, odds are you can go there and there's going to be something there. Whether it just be I'm standing out looking over into like a vast area, there's like an island. It, it's crazy to traverse everywhere on here. And it's it's really fun. I'm having a blast so far. Yeah, and it's, what I've been, I mean, because I haven't played it yet, but it's one of those things where every outlet is just giving this thing like a, t- a 10 or pretty close to it which is not surprising because when we went to the game awards Sekiro won game of the game of the year so it's not to say that that type of game can win but it almost seems like they've outdone themselves like if Elden Ring is this right? fucking doing this well in the Dark Souls you know um, kind of camp of gameplay like now what do they do because it seems like they've took everything they've learned and made I would say I'd argue that someone could argue it's a near perfect game I'm like, I, and, and again, I know there's some people out there that have issues. I'm playing on a Series X. I haven't had any problems. But yeah, I'm only like three or four hours in, and I can't wait to play more. Like this, it, it's already got its hooks in me faster than Sekiro did. Sekiro actually did not click with me at first, and I didn't like it. But then something just like hit with it. For this, I, I cannot wait to play more. I'm Normally, when I'm playing a game, especially too because we're doing a channel, I'm just kind of trying to beat it and mm. do whatever. I can already tell I'm 100% this, but before I'm even doing the main story, I'm going off into all these other places and I'm getting my ass kicked, but I'm trying to run past everybody to see if maybe I can get stronger stuff or get whatever over there. I'm just full-blown exploring, and I normally don't do that in a game. Yeah, my buddy Luis is playing it, man. He was showing me his snaps, and he's like, I've got like 50 hours in, I'm level 70-something. He's like, and I still am grinding. Like, there's still So there's a lot to it, so good. I mean... It's cool that right now there's two big open world games that you could play. Well, if you have Sony, you know, PlayStation 4 or 5. But I like that, like, this type of thing, like, because we always complain that, like, not every game has to be turned into an open world something. But, like, when you can do it right, right, right now there's two good games out that most people are giving eights and higher to. And um, that's a lot of time to sink your teeth into. So And early in the year, because we saw Falls is going to be when a lot of games come out. I mean, Dying Light, yeah, but it's not getting as good as reviews as, as these two games. I think with how this thing's been handling and how it's been out there, the only things that could really maybe beat it this year would probably be like God of War or if they release like Breath of the Wild 2 this year. I feel like those are, with the scope and scale of this thing and how well done it really is, those would be the only two things. I don't think that... Well, there's an Horizon open world game would... we're going to be talking about a little bit later. That might have a, uh, oh. a shot at it. So um, let us know, guys, down below what you've been playing, what you've been up to. But before we move into our main topic, we got to say what we have been, what we were up to last week, and that was the, uh, the Level Up Expo 2022 that was in the Las Vegas Convention Center. We've been to it before. I mean, I've got... I've got badges back here that proves that, but this thing was a lot bigger than I remember. This thing was like, like it literally took up all the floor space. Like you walk down the steps, you're you're instantly in this thing. You go all the way to the back. It's they're they're playing games back there. Right. Even the sides to move on to move through was was you know a tough squeeze, but. This thing had everything. It had a whole arcade setup that you could go do. We saw people playing Mario Kart tournaments. We saw people playing, you know, all kinds of like fighting games. There was a, a full-on wrestling ring with yeah. a Macho Man impersonator, and it was a lot. I mean, there were there were guys out there stretching. Like they were, it was a serious event. It wasn't just like they were promoting a game. It was like a full-on event that they were doing. Um, there was axe throwing that I know we had a couple of people go check it out. There was a ton of merch, you know, that we got a chance to oh, go yeah. check out and see. Andrew got a lot more than I did but I mean I enjoyed what I saw there and there was a lot of in terms of like the prints and and the shirts and people selling their things but when you could find a good table that had 
some comic books in it and some games. I saw a lot of good stuff and I was telling Andrew, the next time we go, because I didn't spend a lot of money, my main thing there was to go look around and be around you know, that kind of um, crowd. I want to say we, we should pick something out next time we go or to any of these things and go look for it and see if we can find it and see if we could get it at a price that's worth getting. Because I'd rather go there with a goal and try to find something you know hidden in the stash. But Because there was a couple good games that I saw and I was going to grab. And I know you saw a couple comics you were going to get. But right. overall, man, I had a blast. We went with a whole big group and uh, it was a lot of fun. What did you think of the event? I actually really liked it a lot. I felt like there was a lot of diversity there. I think my biggest negative, though, is there was like kind of a lot of repeat stuff for some things yeah. like... They, I, I wanted to see, like, more game stuff there than just prints and, like, some shirts. You know, there could have been, I, I don't know, anything but that. It was better than the Torpedo one where we went and saw two games. Like, I did find yeah. some booths that just had some stacks and stacks of stuff. I think they just need to, like, <clears throat> cut down on some of their things, though, because there's literally, like, 40, like, anime titty booths. And, I mean, I'm all for, you know, big yeah, titties. But, an like, titty booth, at, but. At, at, but at, like, at, at some point, I'm like, dude, I would love to see something else. Like, this could have been... Like, I, I don't know, some kind of, like, merch thing. I wouldn't even care if it was, like, a fucking paint your face and we'll paint you as your favorite video game player, a Sub-Zero mask, or something like that would have been a lot cooler than seeing some of that stuff. Well, and it's called Level Up. Like, it like it should be game-based. A lot of game it was, focused, a yeah. lot of it was, yeah, like, animes and prints and stuff like that. But, and the one thing we, we had our hearts set on, well, not really, but what we were looking forward to was the Level Up After Party, which was supposed to be the, the drinking part of the club. When we went there, dude, I have never seen a line that big for something that didn't seem to be that cool. But we never even went to it, right? We were yeah. just like, we grabbed beers by the side, got got good and drunk, and it was just like, we never even went. We did get dressed up, though. I mean, our costumes weren't the best there because there was a ton of people, but I went as my Superboy and you did your Punisher. Yeah, I think that would be the other thing they need to do is when they do the club thing, if they're going to do an after party or something like that, set like a limit to how many tickets of those are bought because there's so, again, we prepaid for the stuff and the line was like out the fucking door and even hours later it was still out the door yeah and it was just crazy and we didn't even get there that late we got there like 30 minutes beforehand and there was people that were waiting in line like two hours before and i'm just like all right well i'm not gonna sit here just so that way i can go get an overpriced drink and be packed wall to wall to the people so i had a good time going and drinking and doing other stuff but yeah. if you're looking forward to that I would say maybe don't. Yeah, don't. We're definitely not doing it next time. But Level Up Expo was a lot of fun and super looking forward it forward to it uh, next year or the next one we go to. So uh, if you guys were there, if you happen to be there, if you're from Vegas, jump down there and uh, let us know. What they should do is have like three of those going on in separate places yes, to kind of disperse the cool. crowd. That would maybe be cool because then you can go and talk to people about their costumes Just, and yeah, shit like that. Three places that are being hosted or sponsored by Level Up. To where that crowd can go to this place A, B, or C. Because I don't think there was anything outside maybe a costume contest that you would have missed out on. It just would have been like, hey, here's a place to go, here's a place to go, here's a place to go, and you're in good company. Right. So, uh, with that being said, guys, let's move into our main story. And that is that the Uncharted movie is officially out. That came out on February 18th. Now, we're not going to do a spoiler review here. It's generally just kind of talking about it and speculation on the future movies. But... We could possibly say something that you may deem a spoiler. So be, you know, here's here's the flag. Here, you know, if you're ready to skip forward, you know, look at the uh, the tags down below. But we'll do our best to not spoil any any big plot points or anything like that. But this is I just want to point out too because I think we were talking about it the other day. This is the first official feature film that comes out of Sony's PlayStation production. So the first game that they're actually translating into a movie. This is the one that's heading it off. And my overall opinion is that this movie is 
super fun to watch. I had, I had a lot of fun in the theater with it, but it's not really a great movie if you're trying to pick it apart as like how a movie should actually uh, work because there's a lot of things wrong with this. There's a lot of things that make no sense. There's a lot of things that are completely unnecessary. There's a lot of things that just kind of get skipped over way too fast. There's a lot of things that literally could not have happened in this movie. So I can see why this thing got a lot of bad reviews. It got it got beat up. The critics at the end of the day, I think within the last three days, have given it a 40%. But audience members... Resident Evil did better. <laughs> but audience members are up to as high as 90%. So um, even though it's not a great movie... I still liked it, and if and I was laughing my ass off. There was parts where I was uncontrollable laughing, and if a movie can make me not only like it, but also laugh at it, then you've got me looking at it as a good movie. So, um, with that being said, um, Andrew, how did you initially take it, and then we'll kind of dive more into it, but how did you, what was your initial reaction with walking out of the theater and, and seeing Uncharted. I agree 100%. Like, I don't go into movies to, like, be a critic and, like, pick things apart or anything like that. I'll kind of think about some of that stuff afterwards. But I think I, I think it is a good movie. Like, if you're just looking for, like, a good popcorn flick, just something to throw on and you're just having a good time, I had fun with it front to back. Like, there wasn't a moment where I'm just sitting there in my chair like, dude, this part sucks, this part's boring, I don't care about this, whatever. Like, I had a great time between it, and I was even talking with my girlfriend afterwards. Like, we both really enjoyed it, and that would definitely be a movie that once it's on, like, Netflix, Hulu, wh whatever the hell it's going to be on, that you just put it on all the time in the background where you're doing whatever before you go to bed, you're taking a nap, whatever. It's now one of those movies that... I'm going to add into my list of like, okay, cool. I'll put that on in the background while I'm cleaning, sleeping, wh whatever. You know, it's a comfort movie. I, I really enjoyed it. So I want to uh, read this real quick from Screen Rant. And they kind of address the the issue that it was coming out with bad reviews. And uh, the link will be in the description. If you guys want to tackle the whole article, I suggest doing so. It's pretty good. And it says, Sony's live action Uncharted movie has become a massive box office success despite receiving terrible reviews. The video game movie starring Tom Holland as Nathan Drake has long been surrounded by skepticism based on the decision not to adapt one of Naughty, Naughty Dog's acclaimed games and instead tell an original prequel story. This left Uncharted in the position to potentially be another failed video game movie franchise attempt, especially after critical reviews arrived. However, Holland's movie has still become a box office success despite the awful reviews. So... As bad as they thought this movie could have been or would have been, because I had a lot going against it. One of the biggest things I thought is just, not that it was miscast, well, I guess I would say it's just miscast. I never bought looking at the trailer I that thought Mark it was. Wahlberg or Tom Holland should have been playing Soli or Drake. But at the end, once you start watching it, you're like, oh, this is a funny, their version of Drake. Cause he gets and into, it fits. Yeah, because he gets into the, the build of like, okay, this isn't bulky. Nathan Drake. This is a parkour lean version of it. So um, I liked it. I think word of mouth is going to help it. Like I said, is, is it the best movie in the world? I told people about yeah, it. Yeah, not already. even close, but it's a extremely fun. If somebody wanted to go tomorrow and go watch it again, like Gino, if you wanted to go see it, I'd go watch it again. Yeah, I told people at work today. I was like, yeah, you know, I went and saw that last night. I had a really good time watching it. Like, if you just want to go watch something fun, definitely check it out. But I highly agree. At first, I thought it was miscast. I thought that was going to be the worst part. But now seeing the different angles they take with these people, I think it fits. And I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah, so one of the things that you got to people have been asking is like, did this movie end up making money? And is there going to be a sequel? So this movie uh, opened up to number one at the box office, which wasn't hard. I think I had to take out... Um, uh, what something on the Nile, whatever that movie was, and uh, it actually opened up with fifty million its opening weekend, which sounds impressive. And there's a lot of movies that would 
kill for that, but its budget was 120. And you generally make all of your, most of your money, 80% of your money in the first opening weekend. And it only goes down from there. So when you, you know, an analysts are looking at it's going 50 million. Like you're not catching up to 120, you know, fast or anytime soon. So I think at the end of the day, it actually came out to around 83 million um, domestic. But let me read this real quick. And this article continued to go on and say this. Uncharted has still become an incredibly successful box office story for Sony. After completing its second weekend of release, Tom Holland's video game movie has earned more than $225 million worldwide. Uncharted's box office has overperformed across the board as it has made roughly $83 million domestically in less than two weeks and an estimated $143 million internationally. The movie's top international territory is the United Kingdom, which is a significant market and where the star Tom Holland comes from. The film should also receive a major bump in its box office tally once Uncharted releases in China on March 14th. It's unclear exactly how much money it will make at the end of its run, but it should have no problem making more than $300 million at this pace. So, I was worried about this because originally when I, because this movie came out a little bit ago and I just recently saw it, when I was reading a couple things a while ago going $50 million, like that's going to be tough and if it fails... Why would they make another one? Regardless of how much we like it. The fact that this thing's projected to possibly come out at three million, three hundred million, make overdoing its budget and making a profit at the end of the day, I have high hopes for now a sequel and or at least at, at least another because I think the bet was a franchise. I don't know if you're getting four out of this, but at least one more. Yeah, I I, I definitely want a sequel and there's few movies that like when it comes out, I'm like, <laughs> oh man, they need to make another one. I feel like this is another one. And Slightly off topic ish a little bit, but when we we're talking about those trailers like goddamn hand grenade. When we were talking about those trailers earlier, Sonic Two was again yes, that was the other sequel. Yes, that was yes, the yes. other one. Oh okay, so before still staying off topic. Um and I guess kind of tying in with this a bit is when I went to go see it, we me, Dante and my dad went to go watch it at Riverside. I've never been to a movie at the Riverside that was sold out. Uncharted was sold out. Really? And this is the middle of the day where there senior, was like five people. Where the mind. senior special, you know, t uh, uh, price was running wild. So in my mind, I'm going. Not, this is only appealing to people that play games. It's not only appealing to people that are around our age group. That whole that whole thing had to have been packed full of you know people that are 50 and up watching this movie. So that's how it wasn't mine. Was 50 and up people. So we had to leave there, go to the Avi, which when I went to the Avi had seven people in it. So I was like, I was like, that's curious. I've never been to a movie theater that's been sold out like that at Riverside, and it was that particular title. So I'm glad this thing is now getting legs. It's getting word of mouth that because my grandma's not gonna watch this movie and go plot hole, plot hole. This doesn't make sense. She's gonna look at it and go, oh, where's Sully's mustache? <laughs> where's Sully's stash? It's like no, this is a fun movie to watch. I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I, but no, oh, no, no, good no you were good. Though, yeah, right? that's where I was. Yeah, I really liked it. And then, Sonic uh, the Hedgehog, yes. Yeah, good. Sonic was the other thing. The other thing we actually saw during this too is that actually right at the start, Sony has a new one of those like Marvel has one, Star Wars has one now, DC has yeah, one. No, Sony like they're like little, yeah, their little flip logo through whatever. And it had not. It, it was funny seeing like proper Nathan Drake in there. It starts the, out with proper Drake. Yeah. The first symbol is him, and you're like, and he's huge, and you're like, uh oh. <laughs> And then it had like God of War and everything like that. I'm like, okay, you know, that was a pretty cool thing that they had their own thing. So maybe in a way, I almost felt like too seeing that. I was like, all right, cool. Because I feel like a lot of there's a lot of studios who were good, but they got even better once I saw they had this sort of like flip logo. So hopefully that means they're starting earlier with the good flip logo, and now it's gonna be nothing but good. I hope so. So 
Um, unless there's anything you want to add on, I want to jump into something. No, I didn't have nothing else for so, it. So what I wanted to do is, if you guys are interested in going to watch this movie, I kind of just wanted to do a pro and con list. If it's something to kind of either prepare you for or dissuade you from it, and then add on if there's anything I missed. Right. So for the pros, I'm going to say that. I ended up loving Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg as Soli and Drake. It yes. worked. Not only was it their banter hilarious, because, dude, I was dying. Mark Wahlberg was having me in stitches. But when you end up looking at it, that, like, Tom Holland, his version is a parkour lean version of Nathan Drake. I'm like, okay. Then it just instantly put the other one out of my mind. Right. Because I was a big stickler, and everyone was, of Nathan Fillion playing him. Why is it Mark Wahlberg playing him? You know, this is a decent version even though it has nothing to do with the, um, like it's not pulling, it's an original movie for it. it. I thought it did that well. The other thing I thought it did well was the action scenes. They're they're tight. They were fun. I, me and you were talking about the other day. They actually, not made fun of, but used the idea that when he hits somebody that's fucking two times bigger than him, he falls over. Yeah. Well, he gets, he gets, I mean, he gets his ass beat. This isn't a movie where he's just like ninjing everybody like when he hits somebody or bounces off something like he takes the bumps and the bruises and uh one of the thing i have the last thing i have to let's say just, is I, pro, I was gonna say let's just say it would make more sense for this version of nathan drake to use a gun than the other ones yes would. yes for sure and the last thing i want to touch on is this does have an uncharted vibe this isn't something that just used the name uncharted and has nathan drake in it and has solely i watched it going even though it's not one of the games, it's I, this is Uncharted to me, more or less. Whether you like the way they went with it or didn't like it, it was an Uncharted movie to me. Right, that's how I described someone at work, because they hadn't heard it. And I was like, picture like a more action-over-the-top Indiana Jones. A yeah. modern Indiana Jones. Any other pros you want to add on before I get to my cons? Mm. Anything will stand out to you? I really like the locale they went with, actually. That was something that was really cool. Is it seemed like... There really was, whether that history is real or not, a lot of the history stuff that was implemented in this, I actually really liked it. And again, I felt like that added to the true to the spirit of Uncharted, like he was saying, and it's not just a name. And I felt like that was more important as the places they were going that really added to it. And it had really nice set pieces, so I'll oh, give that as well. I did have one more thing I yeah. want to add now that I think about it. Antonio Banderas, absolutely great in this. Fire. I loved him. I thought his, the, he... He outperformed everybody. Like he easily. I think he, so. He when they first meet because it's in the trailer, so I don't know if that's a spoiler. But when they talk and he's giving them kind of the background, I don't double. You know, what yeah. I, mean? I was just like, huh? Antonio. Um, so loved him. My cons are, and they are, they're two, but they're they're big enough to dissuade anyone that wouldn't want to watch it. Is I feel the story feels rushed, especially in the second act, and 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 it's all over the place. It's, it doesn't seem like, you know, one minute they're here, one minute they're here, one minute they're doing this. And it's like, it just kind of felt like their, their sense of what the movie timing and pacing was, was just kind of everywhere. And I, did you get the same feeling at all? It, I didn't get it as bad as I did with Rogue One, but you're right. It does the same thing. And I hated that at the start of Star Wars Rogue One, the jump from place to place to place to place. I'm like, dude, this stupid, not that I can't keep up, but it's like, fuck, like, let me get into an area. They do do that a lot here, but I felt like it wasn't like whiplash. Like I got with Rogue One. Like I felt it was, it was fine, but it does do that. I will agree. Um, and the other big thing, I, and I think this is the biggest that, that if you are a big movie fan, right? If you're a fan of the genre of just watching movies is it asks way too much for your suspension of disbelief. There's there's too much going on in this where, and again, I hope I don't take this as a spoiler, where the quest itself doesn't make sense. What some of these people's agendas are don't make sense. People that are in certain places do not make sense. If you're going to be one of these guys that want to poke holes instantly, and sometimes I am, but with this movie I wasn't, you're going to be, okay, this, this is just bad writing. 
I don't know, but is that a spoiler you think, or did you did you not feel the same way, or did you, do you have another slight example of them doing the same thing? No, I kind of. There's like a second, like lesser tier villain that's in this movie, and I felt like that was my least favorite part. But again, it goes to like her motives and stuff like that. I'm like, it doesn't really make sense with what you're doing, and then something happens. I'm like, okay, well, why wouldn't someone else just do the same thing as what you're doing? And now, why are you the leader of these? I, I it's like a whole thing, but. Again, if you can get past it and again suspend your display, I had a great time watching it again. I, I would definitely watch it yeah. again. So if you're asking us, should I go watch this movie, Craig and Andrew? I would say yeah. I say go have fun. I say go have fun with this movie. But if you're someone that's like, you know, a connoisseur of movies, I would say probably not because you're gonna be in, you're gonna be furious with everything that happens and going okay, well who wrote? Because I hope PlayStation Productions because this is kind of a I don't want to say a bad sign but it's like if this is what's going to get past your gates of saying this is the story you want to tell and this is the kind of writing that's getting through it and you're going oh and you're like yeah let's let's make it then I'm then I don't want to see a bad God of War I don't want to see a bad Horizon you know what I mean I don't want to I don't want to walk out of God of War and go as much as it was fun this didn't make sense I need these movies to make sense it's not hard having one big flaw in a movie like an Indiana Jones is fine. But this thing is riddled with things that are just like, like, use this as an example because I'm sure people are going to review it, is you need to tighten that stuff up. It's not hard to just make it make sense. Don't put this person here if this person shouldn't have been there. Don't show me an entrance to something that no one can get through, and then now these people are there. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, this has to be tightened up. But at the end of the day, it was fun, and it was funny. So I would say if you're a fan of Uncharted in any way, go watch it. Go see it. Go see it. So, anything else you want to add on that before we move on? Not ready for the next one. All right, my friend. So, the next story, guys, we want to talk about is um, the Pokemon Presents, which just happened on February 27th, which I believe they deemed as Pokemon Day, and this actually celebrates their 26th uh, birthday. So, if you're a big... Uh, if you're a big Pokemon fan, this had a lot of juicy stuff in it for you. We just really want to talk about one big thing, but I will, but I will lightly go over um, everything that was kind of showing. So, if you're a Pokemon Go fan, they're adding the um, the Aloan uh, region, which is Sun and Moon. So, by the time you're hearing this, because it, it launches March 1st, it should be fully developed. But the first thing they started with was Executor, the, the big one that you could go catch. The second thing they did was in Pokemon... Uh, Brilliant Diamond and Pearl is there's this Oaks letter you can that's received as a mystery gift, which is now gonna allow you to start catching uh, Shaman, and you can start putting him in your party if you want to go catch Shaman, which I know is a big fan favorite, especially if you play the cards. It goes on to talk about um, Pokemon Masters X, Cafe Remix, and Pokemon Unite, which had several cool updates and patches and add-ons that they were gonna do to it. So. Again, this link will be in the description if you guys want to check it out. So one of the big ones was the announcement, the Arceus Daybreak update arrived. So I will read this one for you guys. Pokemon Legends Arceus uh, Daybreak update will arrive later today and we'll have trainers investigating mysterious mass outbreaks of Pokemon that are popping up all over the Hisu region. They will be able to battle powerful opponents like legendary Pokemon and Wardens, adding yet more options to the Pokemon battle experience. Players will also be able to receive 30 Ultra Balls, uh, gigaton balls and jet balls by entering the password Arceus Adventure in the mystery gifts menu before March 31st, 2022. Furthermore, there, there will be an online animated series set in the Pokemon Legends Arceus region that will launch later in 2022 with an original story. So before we get any further, cool. I thought that was actually pretty cool because that world, as fun as it was to explore, probably would be better to watch and see how some of these origin stories are explained as long as there's not 
30 nurse joys in these villages. As long as there's not 30, um, what's the cop uh, name? Uh, Officer Jenny. Jenny. You know what I mean? As long as they kind of take it more serious, because I think it's time Pokemon does take itself more serious. It's not just for 10-year-olds to watch it. This, you know, Arceus had a pretty had a pretty heavy and dark storyline, and if they take it a little more serious, or maybe this is the mature version of, compared to the Pokemon cartoon, I, I think it'd be very interesting. I'd watch it. I think that they'll do fine with it, because they have done that in the past. Like, um, remember, I, I showed you some of those... Um, uh, those other Pokemon anime shorts that they had, and it was like the 15 minute ones where, like, they have all the Arcanine for the cops, and they're like breaking in. I think it was like the Stop Like Giovanni or something. They have, they have like a whole bunch of them, but then they had a bigger one that was all about Red's journey, and he was called Red. Yeah, and that, that one. Was six yeah, and that one, like, literally, when the Squirtle like bites his face, is like a hard ass uh -huh. like chomp just for like his first fight or whatever. But that one was a lot. I guess grittier would be the term for it, but. Maybe a more mature tone than I, I don't want to say mature like whatever, but it definitely yeah. wasn't like the old it's, cartoon. Except for a teen and up audience, not it's not just for a ten year old's enjoyment. Yeah, so and it was actually really really good. So if you haven't watched it, definitely check it out. I, I think that one was called Pokemon Origins, and uh, all all that stuff you can find on YouTube. They've had all kinds of stuff that I felt like they announced once. And then just let it fly under the radar. And I wish they would promote that stuff a little bit more because it actually is really, really was good. Was it official? Is that why it wasn't? Did no, it, it is an official thing. Okay. I even just watched one the other day because I haven't seen any sort of post about it. But they had just launched one like not too long ago and it showed up on my YouTube feed. And I was watching it. I can't remember what it was about though. But I was like, oh, you know, that one was actually like really cool. It's cool to see that they're still going with all these like little 15 minute shorts or, you know, whatever they're doing. Excellent. So the final thing and the bigger thing we want to talk about is that um, Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet were announced. So this comes to us, again, from IGN articles, and it says, Generation 9 will officially begin later this year when Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet arrive on Nintendo Switch in 2022. This open-world game where various towns with no borders blend, blend seamlessly into the wilderness will be an evolutionary step for the Pokemon franchise. We are also introduced to the new starter Pokemon, and they are wonderful. When trainers begin their journey, they will choose between the Grass Cat Sprig Sprigatito, the Fire Croc uh, Fui Coco, Fui Coco, and the Water Duckling Quaxley. So, uh, first of all, before we get into like the trailer, do you like the name? Do you like Scarlet and Violet? Because for a while, they were they seemed like they were running out when we had White and Black. X and Y. Does this kind of give you a revamp? And I mean, obviously their names will always kind of mirror each other, but do you like Scarlet and Violet? I like the name. If I get one, it's definitely going to be Scarlet. I think I'd go Scarlet over Violet. I, well, yeah, I'm always... But the, it the depends on what one. you get, because whatever you get, I guess I'll probably get the opposite. <laughs> uh, so I do. So the trailer starts off with... It's kind of this mixed live-action intro and intro, or intro and outro, and once it starts getting into the world, you do see a lot, and it does seem a lot more open worldy it kind of seems like they're doing a hybrid between the traditional pokemon games and arceus like what we wanted which is what we always wanted so yeah. um at the end you know they show all the three and you know to each their own i thought they looked pretty cool but i mean because we were originally talking about you know arceus is the way to go i don't think anybody thought that in a couple of weeks we were going to see the trailer for a game that's coming out at the end of the year, because this is going back to back off of uh, Diamond Pearl, now Arceus, and now we're getting another one. This seems a little out of character for them. Yeah, especially since we just got done criticizing it for not having more, and they're like, "Oh no, we have that. Oh, no, That's yeah. just on the back end." Maybe Arceus was the was teeing him up, and we're like, "Okay, guys, let's get ready for open world adventure." And here's what it actually is going to be. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm actually really excited for it, and I haven't been excited for a Pokemon game in a long time, except for Arceus, and then, like I said, after I played it. So seeing that this is kind of piggybacking off of that and that gameplay style, I'm fully, like, back in. Yeah, and it looked big, it looked colorful, it looked like they were doing, um, like, you could see the castle. I was going to ask you, who's your starter? I'm, I, well, usually I always go fire, so I guess I do be, too. What is it? Fue Coco? Fue Coco. Fue Coco. But I got to say, um, I've always been a fan of, like, um, like Psyducks and Farfetches. Maybe the Quaxley will get me, because I do like... I do, a, I love the name. Quaxley? Yeah. How I never named my duck Pokemon that? But I might... I don't know. Maybe I'll dabble this time and kind of see, but I would say, you know... I want to do something different. Fire. Yeah. You want to go something different? Yeah. I think the last I always, time I... I always go fire, so... The last time I ever went different was uh, Gold and Silver. I didn't choose... I chose Quilava the first time, but I remember after that specifically going for that Totodile. Oh. But I have seen the big fuss that everyone's talking about is that Sprigatito, what they want is when this cat evolves, obviously, like it will, for it to stay on all four legs. Oh, instead of Because every fucking cat evolution, anything that's ever on four legs, always ends up bipedal. And so they're be, all... Be quad, quad, quadruped. Bipedal would be coming up on two. Quadruped would be staying on all four. Yeah. Uh, there's... <laughs> so there's just memes <laughs> everywhere of, like, people like Star Wars, like, you're our hope for the galaxy, and it's the Sprigatito, and trying to... And people are drawing what they think it'll look like staying quadrupedal on all four. Yeah, just stay, like, Dialga. Just stay, like... You can still make a cool-looking beast and just keep them, keep them grounded, I guess, but, uh... Was that a thing you wanted to add on that? Because I did want to point out something real quick. Go for it. See if you caught it. One, one of the things they were bringing up is... Because obviously we don't know the name of the um, region, but let me see if this article will even pop up. So uh, we're going to get some technical difficulties. But it, okay, so it goes on to say, and this comes from uh, Digital Trends. It says, uh, based on the landscapes and architecture, many people speculate that this region... Uh, whatever it is going to be called, will be based on Spain and Portugal. The focal point is what looks to be a recreation of Barcelona's La Sagrada Familia. If I'm saying that right. Every mainline Pokemon games region is based on uh, based at least somewhat on a real-life location, so this lines up as an unexplored part of the world for the series to tackle. Story-wise, nothing has been revealed just yet. Typically, Pokemon games have mostly formularic plots involving some group of nefarious Pokemon trainers who are up to no good that you must thwart while defeating all the gym leaders. This game may spice things up again, but we'll have to wait for now to see. So I do like if that's the area they kind of want to explore. I hope they don't stay traditional gym badge because we were talking about it last time. You, there's you can do more than gym badges. I mean, it's gonna be hard to do it in the, in their contemporary setting where gym badges are kind of like you know the status holder of how you move forward, but. I don't want to battle another team something and, and battle the same eight gym badges. I hope it's something different, especially because it's an open world exploration, but I'm not sure what else you could do. I felt like it was going something Spanish because of Tito, but that's how like Fuego is fire in Spanish. That's how I know it's Fue Coco. But um, mm -hmm. I wouldn't mind seeing the eight badges. I just don't want there maybe to be... Maybe on top of something else. Yeah, on top of... Or maybe even do like the way like Gold and Silver did or something like that. Just like add a little bit more, change it up somehow. But even if it was just eight, I feel like it would be fine for me, especially because I haven't played in so long. So give me the eight badges with the RCS gameplay, and that's good. Is Diamond and Pearl, do you get eight badges? I thought that one you just battle like the stupid team Galaxy or whoever it is. No, you still get your badges, and then you still have to do an Elite Four, and then you still then you do the battle, then you do the champion. And then that's where I stop. I think you can still keep going and go back to the old islands and get more 
more badges. So. Yeah, I didn't know that, or maybe it's the one before that. I thought there was one where, like, the big thing is just, like, oh, the teams are the bigger deal, and it's not really about, like, getting the badges and no, stuff. No, yeah, you so, still need the badges to move forward. There's some places, yeah, because, like, gym leaders will be missing, and you've got to go find them to bring them back there and still collect your badge. But um, overall, I'm excited. Not only am I excited that it's coming so fast, but it's, like, I have to get it now. You know, I'm in that Pokemon craze. Not only was Diamond to gear me up, but Arceus was like, oh, cool, this is what Pokemon could be. And the fact that we're going, oh, well, here's what it could be, and here it is. And it's it says the end of 22, I'd imagine somewhere between, like, November or maybe, like, Christmas time, December. I hope it doesn't get pushed. And I don't think we've ever really seen too many Nintendo games get pushed. I mean, they might drag Zelda on for four years, but they've never said, like, Here's the date, and we just keep going bump, bump, bump. So I, I'm confident that they'll stick the landing. I can't not get the game because I just had criticism about the other one, and now for them to be like, well, here, here's it. We fixed all the stuff you're talking shit about. That I'm just, oh well, no, I, I'm not ready for that yet. <laughs> yeah, so it's, that's too much. So guys, uh, leave down in the comments below how you feel about Pokemon Presents, especially Scarlet and Violet. Was there anything else you want to add on the Pokemon? No. So um, ooh, we are going long, but eh, it's been our first episode in two weeks. So uh, let's move into riffing it up. Up, 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 and uh, Andrew, why don't you tee off? Sure, I'll go first. We'll keep it nice and short. Um, and that is that Smash Brothers, in any sort of capacity, will not be at Evo 2022 this year. So for any any of you that do not know, Evo, of course, is the big fighting game tournament championships that they do every year. Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, all kinds of games. That usually puts a big eye on the fighting community. There's no comment as to why the game is not going to be there. Um, I was just throwing together something, so don't take these as a fact. These are just maybe kind of what I'm thinking. Either A, possibly because Sony acquired Evo 2022, I was thinking that, but I don't know if they would be that petty just to pull out for that because it really doesn't benefit Sony as much as it puts eyes on Smash Brothers that it's at this fighting tournament. But who knows? I just had to throw that out there. I think maybe the bigger thing is just because of over the past few months and last year, there's a lot of sexual harassment scandals coming out in both this, uh, the Smash Brothers community and the Evo community that maybe they're just trying to take a break that they don't want to be associated with oh well you know because that looked harsh in the headline lead smash player that mains mario is, is being charged with accused of rape and stuff like that so that looks bad for them even though it has nothing to do with the game or how they present themselves as a company but you know there's lots of people out there you know you have those karen moms or whatever like oh well only rapists play smash brothers now and whatever like that so maybe it is time for them to in their mind take a step back reevaluate and then figure out how they're going to come back in and maybe in their own way i don't want to say monitor but be able to bolster that community and make it feel safer and kind of you know make everyone feel like okay you know this is all, all that should happen even though we had nothing to do with it we're sorry about it and here's how we're going to make it better yeah i was i was kind of intrigued by this too because i'm not the biggest fighting fan but i thought this would have been a time for because brawl or right that's what smash brothers we're on right now brawl right ultimate or yeah. ultimate is uh I don't know why Brawl's like my head in my head. All, all I can see is that cover. But I think they usually play Brawl there, too. I think all that, yeah, three of them so, are there. That's so relevant, right? Yeah. But I this think. one is like every time there's a Nintendo Direct, they're always, they've been adding on to this thing for so long that I don't know how many other big tournaments or you know, events you can do them at, but I thought this would have been a good time to finally showcase, hey, it's done. Here's everything. And let's see how, what, who uses what. But, I mean... I can see them. I mean, it sucks because I haven't they been with them since the beginning. Hasn't Nintendo always for had a like, while? Yeah, had a representation with them. So yeah, it's unfortunate that they're gonna back out. But, and but if that's their reasons, you know what I mean? Because if we find out that it's just something 
petty or dumb, it's going to be like, okay, well, why? Or maybe I, they're going to make their own. I mean, I don't know why Nintendo hasn't made up a, an event that's just for Smash. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows what's going on with them? So, uh, is that everything? Yep. So, my roof, guys, is uh, a small one as well. I'm not saying that that's small, but it'll be quicker, is that um, recently, and it's a, it's a shameless plug, is that um, I did some collaboration with Geek Exploration, the podcast. I think I talked about it a few episodes back, but the episode is finally out. The link will be in the description. And what we ended up talking about, and uh, the two hosts are John and Ben, is we ended up doing a whole episode on Matrix 4. Um, I ended up finally listening to it. It's like maybe an hour and 15 minutes or something along that, but it was good, man. It's, it was a lot of fun, and it was fun to do it with those guys. So if you guys are interested in hearing me talk to um, some other people about you know something that's not just video games, that is out. So I just want to plug them real quick and where you guys can find them. So on Facebook, it's Geek Exploration, the podcast. On Instagram, it's Geek Exploration Podcast. On Twitter, it's Geek Explorer Pod, and they have their site, geeksplorationpodcast.com. And they do a lot of funny stuff. If you guys are interested in somebody else that's extremely knowledgeable about things, just to show you, like their last few episodes have been about um, Spider-Man, the, um, us doing the Matrix, uh, the you know what Star Wars is in in their current condition. Michael Jackson. Uh, I mean, they talk about everything, cryptocurrency. And one of their big ones that I know they got a lot of hits for was them talking about Lego. So if you guys were looking for another podcast that may be similar to voices that sound like ours, I would go say, check out Geek Explosion, the podcast, John and Ben. So big shout out to those guys. Yeah. And that's where we'll end the episode. So guys, that is the end of episode 124. Join us next time in episode 125. So until next time, my name is Craig Prowse. This handsome fellow is Manager Montemere. Cheers. Weep me. All right, so continuation of 13 questions, Andrew style, and uh, you put a little of your own flavor in this, yes? My, yeah, mine's a little, some of them are a little bit different. Okay. Hey, nothing wrong with different, okay? So, before 7 Remake came oh. out and really finally put the stamp on it, were you an Aerith or an Eris guy? Aerith. I've always been Aerith, too. I know there's a lot of people that make that argument for Aerith. I don't even think Aerith sounds good. Aerith never, well, as a kid, whenever I saw it, I always said Ares. I never said Ares, because in my head I think Greek mythology, I think like, oh, it's Ares. But it sounded like a guy's name, so I, in my head, I always like preferred Aerith, because it's like unique and it sounds to me like a like a girl's name. And I wonder if too, I think, I don't know if in the book, you would have the book, we'd have to look that up. Ooh. I know in the oh, game... About my unopened guidebook? <laughs> in the game, that's why it's mistranslated to Ares. Uh-huh. I don't know if it is in the guides, and I wonder if maybe I read one of the books and it always said Aerith, 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 and that's how I knew her. We, we can pop up check. You prefer comics... Or books, reading a good novel, or just a slew of comic books, and not for like movies or whatever, but like personal enjoyment. Uh, books, just because it's what I still go to read. Like I collect comics now. I don't read them as much as I did when I was a kid. I read when I was a kid, and I still read now. So I would take books because you can just get a graphic novel as in a comic and read it as a book. So right. I'll take that. I'll take that uh, format. Spider Man's Rogue Gallery. Or the X-Men's Rogue Gallery? Spider-Man's. Because Spider-Man's my favorite guy, and it's I like guys that go towards... Like, he has to fight them all on his own, where a team fights Magneto, a team fights Apocalypse, the team fights Mr. Sinister. Spider-Man is, in my mind, is like the Batman. Like, he has to go deal with Vulture, and the Sin- he has to go deal with the Sinister Six. So I'll take Spider-Man's Rogue Gallery. And they're just more colorful, I think. Okay, okay. Pokemon cards are Yu-Gi-Oh cards, and you can take that as any kind of way that you want. 
whether that be how they look, yeah. collectible, playing them? Oh, I think the answer is Pokemon cards. Just because there's still a couple. Like, when you gave me the golden-plated Bulbasaur, or the Charizard, like, uh, Blastoise and Venusaur, that was still cool to have. I don't know if I'm ever going out of my way for a Yu-Gi-Oh card again, unless it's like a Blue Eyes or something. So I enjoyed playing Pokemon more than I enjoyed playing Yu-Gi-Oh, and I remember enjoying collecting more than I did Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I but I think gra- I think <laughs> graphically though, Yu-Gi-Oh cards look cooler. I don't know how to play Pokemon, so I know oh, how I to play Yu-Gi-Oh. It's easy. It's way easier than Yu-Gi-Oh. And then this was followed up by a part tour. Oh, the Pokemon cartoon for when you were younger, or Digimon. Pokemon was better. Digimon had the cooler sound, the intro. I like Digimon. I didn't I, watch it, but I hear a lot of people swear by it, and I'm like, there's no way it's cooler than Pokemon. No, Pokemon was just, and especially as a kid, especially in 1996 or whatever, like, that was it. Digimon was the, like, copycat, so. Greek mythos or Norse mythos? Greek mythology. Zeus Knight, you can add Zeus Knight to eight, and then take Norse, oh. but Norse is way cooler. Greek, or, you know, with that being said, Roman, is just way more interesting than me, way more cooler shit. I to think do. so, too. Yeah. Here's one of my ones that I was talking about that's different. Aliens, yes or no? Do you believe in them? Are you a believer? We've never talked about it, and I've never thought Yeah, to because by the simplest definition, it could just be a microorganism that's alive on another planet. And if that's the bottom line definition of life that's not here being an alien, yes, I do believe something exists out there. Is it the kind that kidnap you and shove shit up your ass? <laughs> I don't know. Red, yellow, blue, any of those three, versus gold and silver, any of those two, which is better? Ooh. I'll take gold and silver. I go gold and silver yeah. too. I think I'm. I think my heart is happier with red, but gold to me was the much better game. This one, Sega, Sega mm-hmm. or Sega, which is the better pronunciation? In a game, I like Sega, but the commercials, I like Sega. So, but if I had to pick one or the other, I, I take the Sonic Sega. That's what I prefer too. But yeah, Hardy's. Or the Dudleys? Uh, I'm not hardy. My, so when we were wrestling as kids, my move was always... Like, we always had a, had a, a ground move, a, a, a finisher, and a, and a top move. Mine was always a swanton bomb. So I was always a Jeff Hardy copycat when it came to jumping off his shit. So I remember in the playground, jumping off big... I don't know. I wouldn't do it today. But jumping off big-ass monkey bars and doing the swanton bomb and jumping out. And then I think I switched one of my moves to the, the twist of fate. So I'll take the Hardy Boys. Do you believe in... Magic? Cryptozoology, obviously, that's a study of, but do you believe there's a lot of those things out there? Like the Loch Ness, the Abominable, that this was kind of a play on your question. Abominable Snowman, the. Is the question, do I believe in the myth of it, or do I believe that any of them are real? I would say a majority of them. No, just because those were fresh when I was a kid, and I'm 30 something now, so it's like, and we've never proven any of it, so. I'd have to say no. Are they fun to believe in and maybe write a new story about? Yeah, but I don't believe in them, no. So if I was getting chased at nighttime, I wouldn't think it was Bigfoot chasing <laughs> me. It'd be some guy with a knife. Well, it could be the uh, the Mothman. Oh. Subs or dubs? Subs. No. <sighs> That's hard to say because I'd rather hear it in English, but I, I, if I had to pick, I'd, I will listen to it in English, but I have no problem with subtitles. And you're a different age bracket than me, so that's why this one might hit you a little bit different. Mm-hmm. WCW or WWF? Oh! <laughs> Just for me, it's hands down WWF because WCW was already on its way out. As a younger kid, it was WCW. Like fourth grade, it would have been WCW because that's when I went to one and that was when NWO was hot. But going into the Attitude Era, 
it was WWF. So, who did I like more? It was, f- fuck, that's a hard one, because I don't want, ah, I'll say, as a kid, it was WCW. 13, baby. Mmm, nice.